Welcome to another edition of Girl Holistic Mister. This is going to be episode 42. I'm your host, Bobby Stills. Across from me, uh, what's your name, sir? Johnny Tunami. We are recording to you from Seattle, Washington, South Lake U, Studio 212. This is a production of Soundcast Network, and this is... Grill Hollow Steak, mister! Ten minutes, chef. Thank you! I'm going on a smoke break. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Uh, are, we, are we on time this week? I think so, it's Monday. Yeah, it is yeah. Monday. It's going to come out on Thursday. Thursday. But we missed a week. I know, but now we're back on track. Like, we did it last week, we did it this week. We're good. I feel like we say this, like, every couple of weeks. <laughs> Alright. Like we said, we promised this. We promised. Yeah. Probably like what two months ago? We'd have a <laughs> we g- deliver though. We <laughs> delivered. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> we're like the five point cafe of podcasts. Your <laughs> food will eventually come. And we will bring get you a guest. Right. So we do have a guest. Can I have some uh uh, more noise in my headphones, please, uh, super producer. Oh, I forgot. Chief Keef. <laughs> Chief. That's the shit I do like. It's more sound <laughs> in my headphones. Uh, K Boogs is in the house. Say what's up, K Boogs. Yo. Yo. Uh, but we do have a guest yes, in we studio. Uh, will you please introduce yourself, sir? My name is Jordan Melnikoff. <laughs> Melnikoff. What is that? Me amo esta Jordan Melnikoff. <laughs> what are you, from the Balkans? Uh, you know, I think my lineage is from the eastern <laughs> portion of Europe. My lineage. <laughs> All right. So, uh, for the our guests who have never eaten at one of your fine establishments uh, that you've uh, worked at, uh, could you give us a little background about uh, where you started cooking at? Uh, yeah, a little foreplay. Where are you currently cooking at? And a little, a little bit of the future. Uh, well, mm, I started cooking at a very young age. Uh, my parents are probably the worst cooks I've ever met in my entire life. One time my dad almost burned the house down boiling peas. Oh. And they weren't really homebody, so I just started cooking at a young age, you know, getting into it. What age is this? Uh, I think I made my first box of macaroni and cheese when I was seven years old. Was that craft? Uh, Western family, sir. <laughs> Dude, where'd you mm-hmm. grow up at? North Capitol Hill, Montlake area. North Capitol. What? We got a local boy in the house? Local boy at Garfield High School. What? O- O2. Rep- O2 represent. Did they, were they I went to Franklin for a little bit. Oh, God. Yum, yum. I knew I didn't like you. <laughs> I knew I did not Quakers. Quakers? Hold on. We're the Quakers. <laughs> it's like, how unintimidating is being a motherfucking Quaker? All right, so what, how old they're were you? Gonna de- they're just going to deprive you of religious freedom. <laughs> how, how, how old were you when you started rocking the mac and cheese? Seven years old. All hey. Right. All, right, you know. all right. Now, when did you uh, when did you first get into uh, a kitchen, an actual kitchen? Not You don't have to be cooking. You can be serving. You can um, be uh, scrubbing dish. Right? Whatever. The first restaurant I ever worked in was this little shithole in the U District. Uh, it's not there anymore. It used to be by next to the Metro Theater. Mm. Uh, it was like a little Italian restaurant. I don't even remember the name of it. Um, and I was just, you know, kitchen bitch. I remember that place actually. Cause little Italian place. Like there. <laughs> yeah. And what were you doing? Were you just, what, uh, whatever they needed done, yeah. you know, dishes, tossed salads, <laughs> boil, boil pasta. Hey, yeah. All yeah. Right. that's a skill. And how old were you? Uh, 17 and a half, 18. Now, did you get in there knowing that you wanted to be like you wanted to cook? Did uh, you have a, a like a vision of like kind of what your future was or was it just a job to you? Uh, it was absolutely because my, my father is a very, uh, how should I say a studious individual? Uh, 
and he hated that I wasn't going to go to college. <laughs> so I was going to Seattle Central at the time, just graduated high school, and um, he was like, go to this job fair. And I was like, oh, no, I mean college fair. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go to the college fair if, if, if that means that you don't bother me anymore. <laughs> and we went, and I saw some hotel restaurant management in uh, Arizona. I was like, fuck, I want to I wanna go to college in Arizona. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sunny. Yeah. Lake Havasu. Send me down there. So, so I did. So I got a restaurant, and, you know, transferred. Went to school in Arizona. We had a hotel on campus. And if you want to learn how to cut, you got a job in the kitchen. Hey, that's cool. And yeah. a hotel? Yeah, we had a hotel. It's, it's, hotel, it's, a, it's a hotel restaurant management program. So Northern Arizona University, Lumberjacks. Kind of kind of suits me if you see ever. You can go to college. You can go to college to be a restaurant manager? Well, it's like a niche business degree. Yeah. It's just, you see like P&L statements for, I should explain Robbie what that means. <laughs> uh, don't, so come on, man. I, I don't need two of you motherfuckers in here talking fucking shit. It means profit and loss statement. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Either. So anyhow, like it just, they just gear your That's curriculum. That's the big dogs now, Johnny. Yeah. Gear your uh, curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my pen and pad out. Uh, to just, you know business school but for running hotels and restaurants but it would there's no culinary component so if you want to learn how to cook or do all that you got a job in the kitchen that's right that's what you do mm-hmm. fuck this uh you know culinary degree right 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 all right so you went down there you came on back to mm-hmm. seattle any other stops on the way back yeah just straight uh, back my fir- first spot i got a job at was a todd english restaurant that's not here anymore it was called the fish club R.I.P. R.I.P. Where was that at? Uh, the Waterfront Marriott. Did ah. you? Did you? Did Horrible you, location, but good food. Did you get to work with Mr. English, uh, Chef English? F- I think you. I saw him three times. Hey, Chef Sightings. You will. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new. We should yeah. have a new. Uh, a new <laughs> segment. segment. <laughs> chef Sightings. I saw Chef. He was standing when on you, a corner. When you <laughs> saw him, what was he doing? <laughs> Touching himself. <laughs> He was drinking wine. <laughs> Most answers are going to be. All right. <clears throat> so you're at the Hyatt. On, this is here in Seattle. No, Marriott. Marriott. Seattle, Marriott. Yeah, here in Seattle. Okay. I was the there water for like two and a half years. And Todd English had a restaurant up here? I yeah. guess so. Uh, you know, that's why it's not around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but but I mean, you can't miss those eyebrows. If you saw him, you'd be like, oh, chef's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things are thick. They just come through the line. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, so where did you really, you know, did you, did you learn a lot of your cooking skills there? Or uh, you know, I mean, where did you really get your... Um, I like, learned... I, I cut your I, teeth, as I they worked, say. Oh, I keep interrupting you. I um, cut... <laughs> <laughs> You cut, you cut, you cut food. Yeah, I cut, I chop, I cut, <laughs> I chop, I cut, I slice. Uh, no, I worked. I was lucky to work uh, with a lot of very talented individuals uh, who took a long time to, you know, teach me what they knew. Uh, shout out to Chef Christopher Frothingham. What up, Frothingham? Run, Chris Frothingham. He runs. A, he runs a, a new restaurant out on out back on the East Coast, somewhere outside Boston. Great Road Kitchen, I believe it's called. If you want to look What's it up. That? Uh, Daryl Waits, another chef I just actually ran into the other day at, at good old Restaurant Depot. What a <laughs> shot at Restaurant Depot. <laughs> Can't stand that place sometimes. Whatever. It's fun in there shopping. Sometimes, though, it, that, means, that means new stuff. <laughs> I like that. Shit. As long as I'm not paying for it, yeah, you know right? what I'm saying? Get that company it's credit card. Money. Ooh, I'll take one of these. No, not the cheap kind. <laughs> the one from the back. So you're walking out with the Shivas, <laughs> is what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, I like company cards too. Yeah. 
But yeah, try to be responsible. Worked there for a while, and then uh, you know, I I spent a lot of time out out on the east side in Woodinville at the Barking Frog ah. for about two and a half, three years. Shout out Chef Bobby Moore. I did not know you were out there. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I was out there. Wait, did you Facebook saw me? I did. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he he sent me a. a um, I was like, who who are we interviewing today? And he sent me a picture of you as your Facebook profile picture, <laughs> and it said, on your, "I was like, this is kind of creepy." But I was like, "All right." And then I was I was looking at your 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 resume. I guess you could say, yeah, resume. Yeah, resume. Um, and uh, yeah, Barking Frog. And I was like, shit, fuck yeah, I love Barking Frog. Well, I went there for brunch once. Talking about resumes and resumes. Sorry, get off topic real quick, but I just got to bring this up today. I just saw an article, Homeboy, he's a marketing guy, he's been in the thing for uh, marketing for five years. To get, he wants a job at this company in New York. He really wants a job there, but they never responded to his resume. So this dude dressed up as a Postmates delivery guy <laughs> and brought in a box of donuts. And on when you open up the thing, his resume is posted on the inside of the box of donuts. That's hilarious. So that's tight. That's so how you have to get a job, day and age. I mean, whatever. And it's donuts. He said that's the only way you're going to get people to look at something. Like, ooh, donuts. Yeah, everyone likes donuts. And they're like, I do. what's this? Yeah. So anyway, so Barking Frog, you were out there. Yeah. How long ago was this? Oh, I was there, I don't know, six years ago to four years. I was there for two and a half years. And then like uh, my professional life until I was great and my personal life was in shambles. Yeah, that's how it goes when you're <laughs> out and wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and then trying to like you know commute and whatnot, and like ha- and have like a live-in girlfriend. It was, it oh, was rough, yeah. but so I decided to move to San Diego. Oh That's right. shit! I remember. I remember when you moved. Yeah, I moved to San Diego. Packed tra- up transfer all his within shit. my hospitality company to Rancho Fantasy, which is Rancho Santa Fe outside. San <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is Rancho Fantasy? I remember that. I remember <laughs> when you packed up all your shit and you took off. Who drove down there with you? The great Megan French. Megan French. Shout out. French. Megan French. Yep. It's the homie right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just Love was her. at her wedding in Jamaica. It was great. <laughs> I was not there. You were there hanging out with my ex. Y'all make them on. <laughs> Terrible. We're not going to talk about <laughs> She wasn't. She, she just did, dropped she that line and got silent. There. Oh, that's right. She couldn't go. She, you know what you're talking about. Zika, See, vi- Zika virus. This is exactly why you didn't. You don't even know. Why you weren't even there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say this is exactly why you weren't invited. I got hella ill at her for not inviting me. She was like, I Whoa. didn't want to say that. Yeah. Because oh. I knew you were going to say it for yourself. That's right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, shout out Megan French. Um, anyway, all right, so yeah, so you were down there, San Diego. How did that go? You're back oh, here. Oh, man, it's great. San Diego's great. It was, it was really fun just sitting on the beach every day. And, like, it's one of the craziest growing regions you'll find. Everything's in season. Always. Yeah. Always. Everything is in season. Like, you, you, the ramps came in one day, and I was like, oh, cool, we got ramps. And it Dope. was, like, January. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it, it could have been. And then I, we still had ramps, like, four months later. <laughs> And I was like, this is nuts. That's what's up. <laughs> Always. Then you can, yeah, you can basically do whatever you want, whenever you want. Whatever you want, whenever you want it. I mean, there is still seasons, of course, but but there's so much, it's so extended that they just all overlap. It's great. But then people in San Diego don't really care about their food. Mm. No, that wasn't that wasn't the scene down there. They weren't. No, it, you know it's such an outward society. You know, I was fat. I got skinny. Now I'm fat again. Back, back up here. <laughs> you did lose. You lost a ton of weight, man. I was. You could see right through me. Yeah. Oh damn, lost a ton. Mm-hmm. Of I take offense to that because I'm a, I'm a smaller individual myself. So, you know, you you would you would all of a sudden be even smaller. <laughs> <laughs> that the long D, as you call it, would. Would Probably be the small D. Yeah. It'd be the skinny D. Skinny D. Yeah, but Johnny, man, I mean, you eat terribly, man. You eat sweets. I mean, you eat. Yeah, I do eat pretty bad. I've been eating better recently, though. 
Um, because I'm trying to get on that on that three to four meals a day. On that what? The three to four. <laughs> trying to up that up that you know that intake. I'm on that like one meal a day, one giant. Well, meal. when I was at the chop shop, I was on that no meal a day, and somebody was like, "You you look skinny," and I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" I know. <laughs> like I'm dying here. I'm on the opposite of Robbie. Like I'm on the one meal a day, but it lasts about twelve hours. Oh, you just eating. Just keep eating. all day, every keep, day. Keep on eating. <laughs> the gourd. <laughs> all right. Like, I'm a bear that's always, you know. So you got back here, you got back up here, and immediately, is, is this when you started serving? I mean, I've always worked in the front of the house. Like when I worked at the hotel, like I always did room service. You so know, you're a flip flopper. Is what you're to, saying? Ooh. No, no, no. I've, I've always been focused. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I mean, there's On that grind. There's uh, there's much more to a restaurant than just on the hotline and it's true Preach. and if you want to have your own restaurant and you want to run it effectively you need to know all facets of the business that's true so yeah but when i came back to seattle yeah i started bartending started waiting tables where were you I, bartending at uh rigoletto i never saw that's, you bartending that horrible there. oh restaurant. brandon was there uh, yeah i was like i know that place yeah, yeah, I went there one day. Awful. I saw Jordan serving there one day. I was it wasn't bad. I liked it. I, the place is amazing. The food. Oh no, no, no. yeah. The I mean, there's no walk-in in that restaurant. Yeah. There's no walk-in. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Is it still yeah. open? It is, but he got deported. <laughs> the owner, the owner did. Yeah, from what I understand, <laughs> that's crazy. Double. He, Enrico had, I uh, guess, two uh, two social security numbers. Oh, oh, I heard some really ill stories about that. Oh man, man. which I don't know don't if even, they're true or not. Yeah, we, 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 that would be episode fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I saw you there, and I liked it. It was a little, little, little pricey for the for what it was, but um, yeah. And so you left there, and uh, where are you at now? Uh, I run a, a restaurant at a ski resort, Snoqualmie Pass. It's called Commonwealth Cafe. We've been in business for about two years now, and I've been there for about one year. Awesome. I uh, I write them. I do everything. I'm the chef general manager. So, so he's, he's El Jefe. So Some that hospitality um, certificate or degree came in handy. Absolutely. Yeah. Some people otherwise call me God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know what kind of what kind of chef are you? Are you? Uh, you're you're Jordan is a, is a man of a large stature. He's broad shoulders. He's tall. I mean, tall, broad, broad, big man, big man, big D. <laughs> Beard, bearded, bearded, El Beardo. So, uh, but he's a gentle giant, very quiet, kind soul. I've known this man. I don't know how long. You, you haven't seen me in the workplace. No, uh, I don't. I, I keep I keep my uh, my my personal and my business life are a lot different. You be snapping on fools. I don't snap <laughs> on them. I just I look at them and they and they already know. Yeah, they I don't know. have to say anything. They know they know it's time to get busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's you know. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you don't. I you, don't need to yell at anybody. I can just take one look at them. And they're they like, just oh, snap to it. <laughs> they're like, I, I think he that. might hit me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're at Commonwealth now. You've been there for a year, and uh, what is uh, what's going on with the future? You it's, it's time to move on, and uh, I'm trying to open on my own spot. And it's it's I've actually you're trying meeting. to I, open. I, I, I have a I have a meeting tomorrow for this space in Greenwood. So shit, it's, uh, I actually went there today, and meeting tomorrow. Greenwood always out, no good. Figuring out some financing. Greenwood's blowing up, man. Like they're they're lifting housing restrictions on all the development out there. We're going from thirty five feet to sixty five feet. Now we we me and you spoke a little bit about this. What is the plan moving forward 
with this space that you're trying to create for yourself? Uh, I'm not looking for servers. I'm not looking for cooks. I'm not looking for... I'm looking for people who are interested in eating and serving great food. And by that means, I don't want... um, I'm trying to level the playing field financially, but also I want to bring the kitchen and the dining room. And by doing that, I don't see why everybody can't do everything. And Yeah, for sure. And in that way, everyone can make money together. So I like that. I like that philosophy. I think it's, it's like for the for the traditionalists, especially in the front of the house, uh, will they probably make four hundred or five hundred dollars a night? Right. Absolutely not. Will they make a comfortable living making two or three hundred dollars a day? Sure. Why not? So what do you think in um, for cuisine? Uh, I do like modern, new American, uh, you know, the farm to table stuff, but mine's very like Mediterranean inspired. And okay, that, that's a little sure. bit of a cop out, but but it, it, it involves a lot of like Eastern and no, you get a lot of good flavors. You get a lot of good um, spices for sure. Absolutely. You know? Shout out Hawaii. <laughs> 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 All right. So what, um, what is the, so what, what's your exit strategy for the restaurant? Oh, uh, I mean, they know, know what's going on. Absolutely. I'm very transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I actually interviewed one of my uh, hopeful replacement today before I came here. I oh, that's good. good. At least you're not, you know, Leaving them in High the lurch. Dry. <laughs> I was just thinking about the Radiohead song. Don't leave me. High. You know. Don't ever do that again. Sorry. You will be fired from <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> All right. So that's getting to know uh, Chef Jordan. Uh, now we're gonna do a little quick rapid fire. Oh, do you have any more questions for him about his history, you his know, past, or I, his future? His history is was he he dropped it. He dropped in bars. You know. He let us know. Um, I already asked him how was working at Barking Frog. You know, I, oh, it was it was an eye opening experience. Yeah, was that it's, like when you? Will were, you explain to people out there that don't have not been there or don't know what Barking Frog is? Will you maybe since you've worked there, can you explain a little uh, more about it? Uh, well, Woodenville is just a crazy little area. I mean, it's popping. It's all about wine and food. And I've worked in a lot of hotels up and down the West Coast as well, you know, other mm-hmm. than the restaurants I said I worked at. But it's hard to, it, it's the first hotel I've worked at where food was first. Oh, wow. That does not happen. And people go out to Woodenville, they go out to the Willows Inn, you know, Willows Lodge, sorry, not Willows Inn, that's on Lummy Island. Lummy. But uh, you go out there and uh, you experience the food and the culture of wine, and, and, and they let you do whatever you want in the <laughs> kitchen as long as it tastes good and it tastes great. I like um, that. Make it hot. They're very empowering, uh, but they're the first ones to call your bullshit. Yeah, for sure. That's good to hear. I've worked in a lot of restaurants where, like, you know, they say, oh, they baby you, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you just, you're not going to work. It's not going to cut out. They just, they say, hey, man, it's been fun. Wake your game up. Come see us in a year. <laughs> At least they don't bullshit you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it's like it, puts you, it puts you in a position if somebody's like fucking, you know, holding you, holding your hand and like trying to make sure you're feeling okay. Even well, also, some people fucking suck in a kitchen. Yeah, and then you and, go figure their shit and out. And they and you're just like you just want you know you don't you can't you're not in the position to tell them that they suck and you just want somebody else to tell them like you suck step your fucking game up <laughs> sometimes i wish people would tell me that shit and i've had chefs tell me like this dish is bullshit it, have you tasted it or they or they give you that look and you're like i already know it's stupid i'll, I'll start gonna, over <laughs> so i just throw it away put it on the waste log <laughs> he's like waste log you better repurpose that yeah, right? you gotta uh, eat it. family meal yeah something that's what I was getting at earlier about how I can just look at somebody. They already know. 
<laughs> sorry, Jeff. Sorry, yeah, Jeff. no, the Barking Fox is great, man. It's it's a it's a it's Woodinville's a tiny little town that, that they, yeah, do, they guys, do big things in. You guys are right next to Herb Farm. They, right next to Herb Farm. Yeah, same same property. Herb Farm. Same uh, owners, right? No, no, not at all. Uh, the restaurant is owned by the the hotel. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The Herb Farm uh, leases their space. Ah. Uh, shout out Herb Farm. Great place. Yeah. I have not been there. I have not been there either. I went to Barking Frog because I, I have been to Barking Frog. I was Frog. like, you know, over in that area. And I was like, I guess there's two places to go to right now. <laughs> and they're next to each other. So I'll go to Barking Frog. They're open. But oh. now, but sorry, now it's uh, it's even, there's there's like five places to go to. Oh, nice. Six. And, the, you know, first Purple Wine Cafe was there. You know, say what you want, but that's a successful oh. empire. No, they do great. They yeah. do great at uh, uh, Sean Maxey's uh, wifey works there. She does, yes. Uh. Miss, Miss Heather. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think she listens to this podcast. I don't think Sean listens to my podcast either. He's a... The, yeah, Sean, I would really be surprised if he listened to He was on here one time, but the, the recording all got all fucked up. So... Okay, so that's getting to know Chef Jordan, um, and we're going to do a quick rapid-fire uh, question uh, seminar to get you get to know a little bit more about you uh, and the uh, listeners of uh, this fine podcast, Grill How Long Steak, mister. I dropped it. Nah, it's like, I'm just joking. It's right here. I got two minutes on it with rest. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All right, uh, what, um, what is, what is, what's your favorite restaurant in Seattle right now? Eden Hill. Eden Hill. Hey, shout out Maximilian. <laughs> he was eating at the restaurant the other Did day. Did you go He's eat? A, no, I didn't. I ate at a couple other places. You said you were going to go eat there. Yeah, my buddy went and ate there actually, and um, he he had a decent experience. I've not eaten there yet. Yeah. Why do you like it? So why is it your favorite restaurant uh, right now? I don't know. I've been there three times now, and. You know, you can just tell he's not from here, mm-hmm. and he has all these new like ingredients to play with from you know our region, and you know not to speak ill will of the big conglomerates in this town, but it's very incestuous, and they've all eaten eaten that same food and then all day, prepared day. the same food and. And it kind of tastes the same wherever you go. Right. Yeah, for sure. But not that's him, a, man. He that's is, a fucking truth, right? He is, uh, he is, and you can just tell he's not from here. And, and the food is, is inventive and it's creative. A chili and, he, <laughs> and he doesn't, you know, he has nothing to, nothing to do but great things, in my opinion. I know he's so young, too. I know. I checked him out at Safeway the other day on Queen Anne. I saw him. <laughs> I was like, oh. Now, Jordan's, Jordan is one dude. I've ran into him at a couple different restaurants before. I was eating dinner, and then I looked yeah. over, and Jordan's I ran into him at Chop Shop. Yeah, oh, yeah, because we were talking about yeah. that outside. Oh, yeah. I was like eating at Chop Shop, and I was like, eh, there's Jordan down there. <laughs> um, and you just came back from... Oh, I've been in town for a while. Yeah, but like I, you know, like like. But I, said, I hadn't seen you. Yeah, because you were staying out. Oh, I, I've seen you, Robbie. You probably just don't remember. <laughs> so, come on, man! Sip, don't do that. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the podcast. All right. <laughs> My heroin addiction is. <laughs> whatever. Just jokes, jokes, people. All right. Um, what is uh, what's your favorite music to cook to? Oh, uh, the the original Chronic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands Not down, two thousand one. No, the Chronic, this, that, straight this, up. This, that, the Chronic, yeah. the original Chronic. <laughs> the, the, now, are you on the Chronic? Like, <laughs> who's the man with a master plan? A ninja with a motherfucking gun. <laughs> See, he knows. He knows. Forty-four reasons come to mind. <laughs> All right. Like All, right. All right. Well, since you brought uh, brought up brought up the ninja, uh, would do you consider yourself a pirate or ninja? Oh, a ninja. 
That's a, I think that's a that's a rarity. That's a rarity. I would say that just because I look big, but <laughs> sneaky as fuck. I can. I guarantee I he can, can move. He's one of those chests that creeps up from you behind. You don't hear shit. You didn't know he could throw his, those combinations. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know. And the arms are really long, so like I can just grab pans from wherever. Right. Like All right, I got a question for you. Um, favorite ingredient to cook with. That's a broad ass question. Man. No, like what's your favorite like or most underrated ingredient? Most underrated? Yeah. You know, spices. Yeah. In my opinion. Like good quality spices. Shout out World Spice. They do a great job. World Spice. Sherry Han. World Spice. I used to cook with Sherry Han at, at actually the Todd English restaurant. Oh, okay. She runs their little she helps out in the distributed joint on Stoneway. But oh uh, yeah, I would just say good good quality spices, especially from like Middle Eastern touches, North African. I and didn't like, I didn't catch I didn't catch on to World Spice until my homeboy Andrew started working down there. You know, Spice Boy. Yep, he's gonna come on the show here pretty soon. Yeah, but for sure. He started working down there and came, and he just started taking me through that place and just started schooling me about a bunch about of all shit this that shit, I didn't yeah. know nothing about. Yeah, so I'm learning about spices that. at my job because like we have like 17 different types of curry that come from like ones from France, ones from Israel, ones from like, Vodavon, exactly. And I'm like, what? And then you look at what's <laughs> in Vodavon curry, <laughs> and it's like so much shit. And him like my my sous chef said to me one day, he's like, yeah, we used to make our own Vodavon at Tilth, and I was like, fuck that noise, like. Like, nah, it's literally like 23 different spices that you grind and then toast and do all this other crazy shit, too. All right. Um, what kind of kitchen shoes do you, what do you wear in the kitchen? What kind of shit, what on your feet? Um, you know, honestly, just the, the classic SFS, SFC shoes for Cruise, Crocs. <laughs> Them Cruise. Just give me, give me straight rubber. I'm good. Anything <laughs> <laughs> that's non-slip, right? Give me straight rubber. But also, they also have a, a, a non-slip, um, it almost looks like a Converse, so that's kind of what I wear in the front of the house, or if I'm cooking two at the same time, because my job requires me to jump in and out to do everything, be on that floor at all, at all times. So got that, got that clean white coat. No, we don't wear coats. Man. <laughs> oh, coats. Okay, we're now just, we're on that we're one. Just, we're just, we're just to the, to the butcher's apron. That's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, shorts, uh, do you shorts pants in the kitchen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of not wearing pants, uh, shorts in the kitchen. I, why or is pants. that? Why no, is that? I, I like pants. Sorry. <laughs> the, no pants either, man? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Balls out. Yeah. <laughs> look through, look back in the line. It looks like they're dressed from the, you know, midsection up. Just, butt cheeks out. Exactly. It's like a, it's like a newscaster. That grease, man. Grease on. be popping. Yeah, I know. Grease. Especially, I've seen some really bad burns in my days. I've seen fryers that have exploded. I've seen fryers that have leaked to the floor. Like, uh, wear, wear, wear shorts. Do us all a favor. Right? And we just don't want to look at your legs either, man. Like, <laughs> I, I like, sorry. Are, my legs are glorious, man. Nah. Dude, got them I can, t- I can say calves. from experience that they <laughs> ripping calves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, What's your b- favorite burger in Seattle? That's a tough question, man. man. I'm un-American, and I don't really eat hamburgers. It's un-American. It is un-American. And I would say that uh, the last time I had a hamburger, I can't even really tell you. What? Are you fucking for real right now? For real, yeah. I don't know. My, my, my parents just kind of kind of ruined me on hamburgers. They go in the oven looking so big and juicy, and then and they come out, and the burger bun was like four times the size of them. All right, so I got <laughs> it. So, so, I mean, okay, I would say there's, no, there's, burger. There's a slash on this. Uh, I also have or chicken sandwich. Okay, chicken sandwich. We can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you got real serious perked up. Okay, the, oh, chicken sandwiches. Right. You know, not to, we, we do a fried chicken and waffle sandwich at Commonwealth. That's pretty, pretty, pretty tits. I like that. Um, what's up? I said, I like that. Yeah. A little chicken maple demi. 
some bacon, some white cheddar, mm. some jalapeno. Bang, fries. bang, glow gang. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't. That's your Commonwealth? The home, the I'm home gonna, team? I'm, I'm just going to go with the home team on this one. All right. You be eating it every day. So tell me, tell me, tell me where to go. I don't, I don't, I, uh, Burgers are just so like it's a burger. I, I honestly don't understand the new age like I mean, we eighteen dollar burger movement. Yeah, it's I mean, still ground beef. I'll pay sixteen dollars for that burger at a uh, Palace Kitchen. I mean, that's that's for, what's up. To blow your mind even more, the amount of times I've been in Palace Kitchen and I've never had the hamburger there. <laughs> it's I don't know if it's my necessarily my favorite burger in Seattle. Um, it's pretty good. I heard um, to go to Little Woody's. Woody's is decent. I man. heard it's good. So I wish and I was like, ah, oh, okay. I'll, I'll my, I might go. Did by. you try it? No. <laughs> um, it's a decent burger. I think yeah. that's that's K Boogie's uh, favorite burger. He was, he was. I just saw him like. But eight out, uh, uh, Now me personally, uh, what's the one out in? Uh, what's the place out in? Um, by Ballard, Fremont. Yeah, you need a burger. Uh, nah. they, have, they have really good burgers. Nah. Whatever. We're not getting in this debate right now. It's not about. Okay, what kind of chef? What chef knife do you use? What's your uh, favorite? Brand? Every day, Wuston icons is what I roll. Wuston. Wuston icons. Just because. Is that the German? Yes, the Germans. The Germans. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just like to feel the weight in my hand. It reminds me of a lot of other things, so. <laughs> Long D. Stop. All right, well. Giggling. Should you want one more question? Come, and then no, I got a, a couple more questions real quick. Uh, we got to ask him. You're going to ask him the, the baby question. Come on. Um, uh, well, how do you vent when you're in the kitchen, when you get pissed off? Um... I go outside, as every professional should do. And by outside, I mean like not in the kitchen. I go in the freezer. I go in the the walk-in. I take my assistant manager outside, and he knows I'm just going to yell at him, but it has nothing to do with him. And then I I go back in, and then I'm all good. Because it happens. I mean, we all work in kitchens, and we're just, you know, it's it's an intense environment. And sometimes you just wonder what the fuck people were thinking. Well, it's good that you have that like sounding board over there. You know, you can be like, "Hey, bro, like, let's go do this," or a "Gal, whatever." I don't know if it's a guy or girl. Um, and it's like, let me just bust my chops real quick because <laughs> shit's real. All right, um, Johnny, do you want to ask him this last question? No, and you know it more than I do. I just I feel weird when I ask it. Why? What is it? If you okay, so I think it goes <laughs> like this. But if I'm not, if it's not correct, Robbie will correct me. Um, if you could. What cook any baby, any baby of any nationality? Oh, who's talking about babies, man? What are we talking about? Animals? Or are we talking about human beings? Human, human, human babies. If you had to eat a human being, but you got to chose the. Oh yeah, yeah. If you could eat a human baby, what nationality would it be, <laughs> and why? Could I pick a couple? <laughs> no, you got to, one. Or does it just have to? You be got one human, one ethnicity, uh, one type of human. Which human would you choose? I would choose one of Canadian descent. What? What? Do they taste like maple? <laughs> <laughs> they're just probably taste like maple, and they're just so sweet and innocent. You know, I'm pretty sure that once you like start opening it up, <laughs> oh God, it's it's gonna be real good. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I the think, visual I think, image I have in my head now. I, you know that I mean, that's I've never heard that answer all these years. I've been asking this question, but I mean, like all these you know, years. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with this question, but I mean, I think beer, I think bacon. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like, what, they, what do they eat? Poutine? Like, I mean, right, man. they're going to taste like deliciousness, like poutine, maple syrup, um, Labatt's blue, <laughs> kokanee. Come on. Why not? It, it's Tim Hortons, Zed. 
plenty of Tim Hortons. So, I'm sorry for all the Canadian listeners that on the the show. We got other stuff out there. There's a couple couple people, uh, and we're close to Vancouver. The sisters up uh, up north. Okay, um, that is the end of our rapid fire. wasn't so rapid question round. Uh, so we wanted to go over a small list with you real quick and get your input on it. It's gonna take us about ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um, Johnny's gonna. I'm gonna let Johnny take it over, and then we'll get the ingredient of the week. All righty then. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of accent was that? That's like my Australian English accent. I don't know. I don't. Oh God, Johnny. shut up, man! I'm just living life right now. I got the I got hated on me so much last week. Well, yeah, I turn. got people trying to you know blow me up today, and I'm like, I got shit to do. I'm on the air. Um, I'm supposed to be a DJ Shadow right now. You know what? My you girlfriend can... just texted me and said that uh, he is on. Oh well, my girlfriend just texted me saying, "Where are you?" So I think that mine is a little bit more prevalent. All right, let's uh, <laughs> so anyway, so MSN Lifestyle came out with. Um, a little article about the 17 things that customers do in restaurants that are considered rude by front of house and back house um, or restaurant people. And uh, so we're going to go over those 17 things and give you a little background or maybe some stories that go along with those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> the first thing is arriving right before the kitchen closes. Uh, it says if a restaurant closes at 11, that doesn't mean that you can show up at 1050 and expect the staff to be OK with it. The staff has most likely had a very long and hard day and there's a ton of cleanup to do before they can go home. Don't make them stay late just because you just so you can eat. What is the latest you will go into a restaurant before it's closing to order food? Uh, 45 minutes before it closes. I, I do about a half an hour. I mean, I'll, I'll get half an hour. Yeah, yeah, as long as I get my order in a half an hour a half, before, the, oh yeah, for before sure. the kitchen closes. But I will. I'm not going to try to go in there right at you know if it closes at eleven. I'm not going to go in there at ten thirty. I'm like it's too late. No, uh, but I will try to get in there and order before. This one, this one boggles my mind, especially where I'm at right now in Commonwealth. We're like we're 52 miles from Seattle. We're 20 miles from any place that has like a stoplight. <laughs> Why do people come in 10 minutes before we close? Yeah, like in what are two, they doing? In two minutes before it goes. And then they get upset when we say, I'm sorry, but we're not going to be able to accommodate you. I don't know if day. a lot of, I don't think a lot of people understand. They're not from, they're, they don't, they don't know any better. They think that it's because it closes at 11 o'clock. They don't, they think, oh, you guys are serving until 11 o'clock and not our doors close at 11 o'clock. No, yeah. So that's one thing that we do over at Art of the Table is our last seating is when we close, but it's not when we stop serving food. So like every night we close at 930, but we're usually still there cooking until 10 or 1030 because our last reservation comes in at 930, but nobody's allowed to come in after that point. Um, that's the first time I've ever worked at a restaurant that has literally has listed their hours that way because it's uh, confusing to the cooks for the first point. But then after you get into the groove, you're like, oh, this is money right now. Like nobody can really come in late. They still do. But damnation. Okay. But it's like the corner store. Yeah. You know? Like the corner store is open until 10. You go in there at 958. You might be able to get yourself a soda pop and get out the door before 10. <laughs> so why would you think that you go into a restaurant and the same would happen? <laughs> yeah. It's. Something going on any better. All right, Johnny. All right. So the next one is um, similar to the first one, but arriving very late for your reservation. This is one that I have a bunch of problems with. It's called a reservation. Yeah. You uh, make it, you, you stick to it. Well, what those people don't understand they're coming in for reservations are there's other people that have reservations after exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> or, they, or they need to turn your table at a certain point in time, so you need to be yeah. there so the next reservation Or they could have served some other people. Like, 
before you came. I had somebody, so this week actually, I had somebody come in and they they called and they were like, we're gonna be a little bit late for a reservation and they were our last reservation. How late? They were half an hour late for their reservation. No, no, sorry. And then this is this is where it's like, bing, bing, bing. They're like, they had the choice of a la carte or tasting menu that day and they're like, we're gonna do the tasting menu. Well, fuck, dude, like that's nine courses. Now we gotta sit and wait for your dumb ass to eat all these goddamn courses and your boyfriend ain't even here yet fucking dumbasses it fucking pissed me off calm down Johnny. it's been a long week we all worked an extra day this week so we we're like oh. fuck that shit nah i mean it was 6 12 so we're like <laughs> toasted on a on a sunday it's like figure it out figure oh, shit out oh yeah jordan what's your hours like pobrecito <laughs> what are your hours like at commonwealth uh you know we we go 11 we pretty much open every day at 11. The weekends, we have like a little pastry program that uh, and coffee. We, have a night. We, we do Cafe Vita. Shout out Cafe Vita. Mike McConnell. <laughs> uh, up on the mountain. So, But we, we usually, we're open until 8, 9, or 10, depending on the day. So, Well, now that you shout it out, I was just saying Cafe Vita, man. He just, uh, he's uh, the owner of Cafe Vita is like doing something with Fair Start that I was going to talk about like next week or something that uh, is pretty cool. Segway. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Next one. Uh, I skipped a few because they were stupid. Yeah. Um, bringing wild kids. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> What's your thoughts on this, Jordan? Commonwealth right now is full of kids. The greatest contraception <laughs> for me. <laughs> the way they just run around the tables. It's 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 nerve wracking. Do you have it any makes standing? Me nervous. Standing on tables. Uh, no, but somebody tried to change their baby on the table. The that's day. one of, that's one of the oh. fucking things on here. <laughs> is there, uh, I, I kind of just glanced through it. We'll just, we'll go over that one right now. <laughs> what that? the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Yo, who does that? I don't care if you put a, a, no a blanket down or whatever, but you can't tell me that you just can't take your child into the restroom to change their fucking dirty diaper. Yeah. Uh, on that on that note on that note I um, saw a post my old Facebook post come up from like three years ago and I wrote verbatim who the fuck sits on a patio while they're eating smoking cigarettes and then proceeds to put their cigarette butts out on the ground and then set them on the table what? right next to the food that they're eating That's and left it and then they they get up pay, I watched the whole thing go down and pay they, their tab and then left and left their plates of fucking half eaten food in a pile of fucking cigarette butts that have been put a out pile the were they French I don't know. Man. I wasn't <laughs> that close to him, but and who the fuck changes up? I would not want my baby on some fucking table that people been eating off of all day. Yeah, ah, yeah, that's that's well, it's yeah, and if the next customer see any customer sees a baby being changed on a fucking table, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm f no, <laughs> like shut down. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I'm, I, I I try to go. I mean, I I go out to eat dinner to get away from like that family kind of baby atmosphere. So I think it's kind of a, supposed to be a vacation away from kids. And when yeah. you bring, and when you bring your kids to a restaurant, you're forcing other people to be with your kids. And don't don't get me wrong, like Commonwealth is still a family restaurant, has a strong family component to it. But just you know, if you got to put leashes on them, put leashes on them. They just shouldn't be running around the restaurant doing whatever they feel like. We have fireplaces, and while they are kind of cordoned off, like I've had kids kids have burned their hair. I don't like it when the kids just, stare at me. <laughs> Yeah, really stare. I'm like trying to eat my food, and you just got this kid with their. Well, like, you're lucky. I mean, like you got all these like, little white babies staring at you, and you're like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" <laughs> like, I know that I don't look like your mom or your dad. <laughs> 
when I am not an animal. All right, Jahadi, next one. Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> so the next one was um, kind of lame anyway. Hanging around after paying. Yeah, I mean, once you pay your tab and sign the bill. I mean, I guess like 10 minutes after, yeah, you can chill and like get everything situated, call your cab or like do your thing. But if you're in the middle of a Saturday night, if you're like chilling and like trying to chit chat and do all we've, that we've, sort of thing. Some of these we've been on, went over before on this show and I've kind of been, and we were looking at it from like a restaurant servers type uh-huh. um, position. And uh, yeah, I understand they want to make their money and get them out of there, but how fast? What's an appropriate time for after you save your bill? I mean, if you have a whole drink in front of you and that server's like, do you want me to get you one more round before you leave or dessert, you know? Yeah. And you pay your... Can't you let your food digest? I don't know if I agree with this one. Well, you know, I, f- I feel that if you like have some, like if you're like chilling and you have a drink sitting in front of you, but if you're like completely done, like, yeah, 10 minutes. Like, chill, do your thing. That's enough time. Not to, if I dropped a couple hundred dollars. I'll sit here for as long as I fucking like to, man. But that's not but that's not the way it works because then you're it's the ru- way it's the way I say it works. Nah, you know what because I'm then you're ruining that next customer's experience because then because actually no check it, because I have I've looked at the Yelp reviews for a couple different restaurants that do like tasting menus and all these sort of like fine. Who cares about Yelp? No, listen though, because these are the people who actually complain and, you know, write bad reviews. So the people who have bad reviews are or have different complaints say I had to wait 30 minutes for a reservation that I had already and that's not the restaurant's fault that's the customer's fault because they're not leaving or it's the restaurant's fault because they're going too slow but if the customer is sitting at a table and commandeering another person's reservation that next person is now going to think the restaurant is a bad place because they didn't get to go at the correct time you guys to go (laughs) anyway but uh, what's your point of view If, if you're not breaking bread he, I don't have space for you. <laughs> and that being said, it's like there, there's other people like yeah. stopping. And you know, the people who hang around and, and chit chat and relax and, and do whatever they want, they're not the ones that like are, are breaking bread. No, they're ones who got a couple drinks or like a coffee and a pastry. Nah, get your, get it pushing. Keep it pushing. All right, Johnny, is there any, are there any other ones on there that are worth uh, worth going over that we should uh, pass along to our, uh, maybe some people? Uh, yeah, this one's, yeah, this will be the last one, but sending back an entree after eating half of it. I mean, you gotta take a couple extra bites to make sure no, that you trust yourself. No, you can't be like, you'd be like, this chicken is underdone, but you ate the whole part that you said was underdone. Well, no, no, I ate the part that was cooked. I left all the Can bro. I have another one and will you take it off the bill? Y'all know me, I'm grimy. <laughs> so, you know, and I'll do it. I mean, I'll push the limits, I'll test it, but. Push it to the limit. All right. Well, yeah, that's that, those are the only. It was 17, but we we whittled it down because some of them were for yeah. front of house. And I was like, I don't care if you cat call a server or some shit like that. Like, that's still rude. Yeah, it's rude. But I mean, I don't really have any stories. But, what, that. but what about walking up to a window and talking to the people in the kitchen instead of talking to your server? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have I, But you politely direct them towards the server. I have people that, that come in. This lady came in the other day. She tried to order to go from me in the window. And I was like, what the what are you trying to order to go? I don't even think we do to go. We have small boxes to put your leftovers in, but we don't do to go food here, miss. <laughs> All right, Jordan, you got one, one more, one solid, one solid thing you can pass on to our guests. That's a big uh, to our listeners. That's a big no no for you, at least. Well, like he was saying before, I uh, whistling, whistling and like snapping mm, and like oh yeah 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 garçon? the garçon bullshit. Garçon? It's like we're not. You know, Ritz Carlton puts it best, and, and we are all ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen, and that's like the best yeah. like saying I've ever heard. 
for you know the general public should know that that we're not we're not here to to be your servants. We're here to give you a good experience. Yeah, to create an experience. So don't treat us like dog shit. <laughs> Right. I mean, that should be that should go throughout the world. But, yeah. you know, you think when people step into a nice restaurant, they, you know, have been in a place like that before and understand how to and act. I, I think that's why the open kitchen is becoming such a high commodity right now, because it's showing it's giving the people the experience of seeing what goes understanding. On, yeah, understanding what goes on behind the scenes. Everything's been hidden for so long. Yeah. Magic so back they, they know that it's not all like knives and fire and yelling and all this stuff. It's actually camaraderie and like a lot of good stuff happened. I, I know a lot of people come in and they Family. see all the open kitchens and they're like, you guys like work so well together. It's like, yeah, we're brothers and sisters and stuff. Right. Like that, so yeah, it's good times. Said well, said well. All right. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, we're going to get into our ingredient of the week. We let uh, Jordan pick for us. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, Jordan, what did you choose? Uh, persimmons. Ooh. All right. The Fuyu variety. Do you want to explain uh, to, because I guarantee there's a lot of people out there that haven't cooked with these. Yeah, they're pretty funky. Uh, I mean, think of a persimmon as a cross between a tomato and and a chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wait. Hey. Awkward turn. Uh, no, persimmons, you know, they're like tomatoes. They're a little sweeter, uh, a little firmer, a little denser. It, well, it depends on how ripe they are. But, uh, you know, I like them. It's I, a I, fruit. Yeah, I mean, well, sure. tomatoes are fruit. So. Well, fruit. yeah, fruit or or fruit sweet, berry, sweet a berry, a berry, know, a, natural, a, big berry. a lot of natural tomatoes sugar, a big berry. Yeah, yeah, a very high in uh, sucrose. Okay, uh, Jordan, who would you like to go first? Uh, I want to hear what Robbie has to say. Right. Waka waka waka. Mm. Um, yeah, I've worked with these a couple of times. Um, I'm gonna do a honey baked uh, persimmon dish. All right. You're going to grab you some persimmons. I don't know, four or five. Uh, you need uh, one vanilla bean, uh, two tablespoons of honey, and one cup of uh, pretty hot water. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to turn your oven on to about 180 degrees. I don't know, 180, 220, something like that. Um, you're going to peel your fruit. Uh, you're going to cut it in half. Uh, you want to place uh, the persimmons uh, up, uh, facing up in a glass baking dish. Uh, then you want to de-seed your vanilla. You want to mix it with the honey and the water. You want to pour it over the persimmons. Uh, you're going to cover the dish with foil and bake it in the oven for 45 minutes, an hour, until they're soft. Um, then you're going to take the foil off. You want to spoon all that syrup that's been created from the honey and the water and vanilla, and you want to spoon it back over uh, the persimmons, and you want to turn your oven on broil. Actually, if you had a grill, I'd do it on this on a grill, but... I, you know, some people don't want to do uh, oven and grill. Uh, so you just put it on broil and toss it back in the oven uh, on broil until it gets uh, nice and uh, brown on top. Let those sugars start to sear a little bit. Um, and then you can serve it with yogurt. Ooh. Yogurt, nice. Yogurt. Yeah, yogurt. <laughs> yogurt. Satsiki? <laughs> you want hummus? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that's I mean I've had it before. It's it's delicious. It's good. Nice and tender. I like that. All right. Jordan, who do you want to go next? Uh the man to my right. All right. The great jihadi to Gabi. Yeah. yeah. Hello, hello. Um I'm going to do thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. You suck, get out of here. <laughs> Put some respect <laughs> on my name. Um so I'm gonna do persimmon panacotta. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a little bit of a process, but um, we'll make it quick. So the first portion is going to be the poached persimmon. 
parts. So you're going to have to basically make a persimmon puree before you make your panna cotta base because um, you're going to want to fold that persimmon puree into your panna cotta base. So what you're going to do is you're going to get 200 cups. Um, recently, I've been getting into metric. So 400. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Right. So 400 grams of water, uh, one cup or 200 grams of granulated sugar. I've liked to use uh, raw sugar recently. I think it has a better um, flavor and uh, sweetness to it. And you it I just, will agree with you. Yeah. It just it just gives you a better product overall. Um, so, yeah. So one cup of granulate or of sugar, um, four fruyu persimmons uh, peeled and roughly chopped and a cinnamon stick. And what you're going to do is you're going to bring that um, water and sugar to a boil, basically make a little quick, simple syrup. And then you're going to drop in your uh, chopped persimmons and that cinnamon stick and maybe a little bit of other aromatics that you like. I like using like star anise, uh, a little bit of clove maybe, and just get that rolling. Um, once you simmer, for about 30 minutes and they get nice and soft and tender, you're gonna pull all those aromatics out and you're gonna put that into a little blender, blitz that up real quick and pass it and make it so you have a nice smooth puree. It's gonna be nice and sexy. Um, you'll cool that down and then we'll move on to our panna cotta base. So what you'll do with that is you'll take 14 ounces, uh, or sorry, that's, sorry. Ah, you'll take um, two and a half teaspoons of gelatin of just, um, regular gelatin. If you have sheets, I think the ratio is one teaspoon of gelatin equals three sheets of gelatin. I think that's the correct ratio. Um, you're going to have to bloom both of those in water. So you're going to have to get three tablespoons of water, uh, cold, drop that in real quick and make sure that they get nice and soggy. Um, or if you're just using the loose gelatin, it gets nice and bloomed. Um, you're going to take two cups of cream and a quarter cup of granulated sugar. And what you're going to do is you're going to take that cream and that sugar and you're going to put that into a pot and you're going to bring that up real quick to, uh, to not to, sorry. <laughs> Fire, bro. Yeah, I know, right? Fire. You're going to bring that up to um, scalding, basically. So you're just going to scold that real quick. You're not going to boil it. You're just going to bring it up, and then you're going to emulsify that back into the gelatin. And you're going to whip that up and um, add in your persimmon paste, and then you'll cool that. and Or not cool it, then you'll drop it into your little ramekins or whatever you're trying to fill your panna cottas with, and then you'll chill that out. Mason jars, bro. Mason jars, yeah, whatever. Mason jars, People bro. use things. They use... A lot of people use a different things, little ramekins, cups and dishes, and bar glasses. But uh, yeah, Can old candle, old candle holders. <laughs> make sure that before you pour your um, your mixture into your whatever container you're using, that you spray the shit out of it with Vegeline or some sort of oil. Vegeline, because that just or else it's not going to come out if you want. Price one. check, Vegeline. Right? <laughs> Aisle five. He got it. I got a customer the full on floating. <laughs> <laughs> She's baking bread, <laughs> and I think it's sourdough. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's the that's the um, persimmon panna cotta. It got a little too long in there at the end, so I started losing track of what the fuck I was saying. Panna that sounds delicious. Yeah, I mean, it's just a process. So, uh, you know, pastry chef over there, right? <laughs> Falling. Thank you. Baking. All right, Mr. Jordan. Jordan. Uh, so I'm gonna make a persimmon coffee cake. Mm. Meow. So you're going to take two cups of cake flour, not AP flour. Cake flour has a little less protein in it, so we don't get too much gluten structure in our cake. Bounce. And then one teaspoon of baking powder, half a teaspoon of kosher salt, and then a half a teaspoon of uh, just ground ginger. Mm. You're going to mix those together in like a mixing bowl. And then in a separate uh, 
well, actually, I guess you just use like a little stand, little KitchenAid stand mixer. You're going to cream your butter and your sugar together. It's two ounces of butter and three quarter cup of sugar. Uh, actually, you know, that's kind of a, I kind of reduced this down so you could do it at home. So just do it in a bowl. Just beat the shit out of it. Because <laughs> it's a two, large portion. Two ounces of butter in a, in a KitchenAid would look kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would do it. It wouldn't even touch it. It wouldn't even, it go you even do it. So just beat it up, you know, get it get it nice and creamy. Cream your, cream your sugar and your butter. Uh, and then after that, uh, you're going to take uh, one large egg and a half a cup of milk. And you're just going to slowly incorporate it into your uh, cream, sugar, and butter. And then you're going to mix your wet and your dry ingredients. Uh, for the persimmons, just uh, peel them as best you can. Chop them up. I'd say it's about a pound. Uh, and then fold that into that uh, persimmon coffee cake batter. Take a 9 by 9 baking sheet or baking dish, 9 inch by 9, and then uh, spray the shit out of it again with... I like how you Say both are me. like spray the shit out of it. Well, because there's no amount. You spray the fucking shit out of it. Like because it'll ruin it if yeah. you don't. Yeah, you just you you make want, sure you want right. to have a heavy coating. Yeah. It's that one time you're like, every time something doesn't come out of a pan, you're like, like did you spray the shit out of it? Like, no, I, well, I put a I put a coating on. No, did you spray, spray the, the shit, shit out of it? it? Like, I want to see it. It's aerosol for a reason. <laughs> so you can spray the shit out of it. Uh, yeah, so bake that thing off, 350, 35 minutes. You know, I would check it after half an hour and just make sure, you know, it's it's starting to form. Uh, give it the old uh, test. Make sure the toothpick comes out dry. Mm. And then, you know, coffee cake, you know, you can serve it a lot of different ways. Uh, you can eat it for breakfast. But, like, I mean, last time I, I listened to this podcast, you're talking about foie gras. So, yeah, coffee cake, grill it up, you know, slice yeah, it, grill it, get some texture on it. And bro, right. Serve it with some foie gras. Well, so because we grill do that a, coffee cake. We do an oatmeal pancake right? with our foie gras and like a coconut vinaigrette and uh, roasted. Sweet, ooh. man. Foie. Sweet. And then, and, then a, and then roasted carrots. It's fire. Fur, fur. All right. That's going to bring us to the end of episode number four. 42. Hey, we're making waves. Well, whatever. Uh, cannonball, son. Get it <laughs> I right. I came in like a wrecking. All right. Uh, Jordan, uh, how do you say your last name again, Jordan? Melnikoff. Melnikoff. Do you want to hit them with any of your social media stuff? Uh, you can follow me at jmelni, J-M-E-L-N-I, on Instagram. Uh, I probably will accept your friend request. Facebook, uh, Jordan Melnikoff, I probably will not accept your friend request. Real talk. But follow on the gram because you'll have your new restaurant stuff up there. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know? meeting tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, you know, we're trying to put together a little a package, might figure out the money, and we'll, we'll get cracking. It's got a live permit. It's ready to go. So, that's what's up. Um, you can get us, uh, get at us on uh, Facebook at Grill How Long Steak Mister. Uh, you can get us at on that gram at Grill How Long Steak Mister. What about that Twitter? Girl, how long is it, Mister? Uh, Johnny's Instagram is gonna be Johnny Tsunami. Uh, my Instagram is gonna be Bobby Stills, uh, I believe. Uh, you can email us uh, here at the show at uh, grillhowlongsteakmister at gmail.com. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Keith for uh, put, put, putting up with us, uh, Studio 212 for uh, letting us record here, and the Soundcasting Network for uh, hosting us. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Yeah. Peace. Grill, how long steak, Mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs>